Welcome to a weekly dose of diarrhea presents the Fat, Fat Bastard Sports Report. Report with Dave and James. Your weekly dose of all things sports and everything else that we feel like talking about. <laughs> James, what's going on, big guy? Nothing much, man. Living life. Happy, uh, happy anniversary to you, baby. Well, you know, happy anniversary. You know, I, I got, I gotta say, um, I never thought we'd last as long as we did. Hey, um, we gotta tell the people. For all those who don't know, this is our year. We've reached, I don't know how, our year <laughs> we, anniversary. Yeah, we've got one year of um, actually doing this uh, this podcast, and um, I thought by now, at some point, we'd be coming to blows or um, disagreeing over a uh, a baseball topic. Or oh, we still disagree. Uh, I, Just I know now, that. we were a lot more. We're a lot more open with it. All right, listen. Before we get into all that, let's give myself, let's give everybody our quick tease of the show here. All right, guys, we have a lot to talk about this week, especially because it's the worst week in sports history. This week, every year, this is the worst week in sports in sports history because of uh, there's nothing to watch right you now. You would think they would prepare for this. Well, ESPN has, but let's. Get, we're going to go over. Um, first off, Tim Duncan called to the career. We're going to take a look back on his career as well as uh, I'm going to do a little mashup with Kobe Great here. Great, is no longer with us. Uh, MLB pauses. Did you notice? <laughs> uh, the worst week in sports. We're going to look at, we'll take a look back at the midseason baseball awards. Uh, basically, that means I will take a look at it and James will, uh, will comment and nod. Um, Tom Brady gets denied. About uh, damn Tom. Green gets arrested. About D- damn Tom. D-Way moves. <laughs> Well, damn, <laughs> and we're gonna have a little bit of the UFC 200 recap. And plus, have you ever wondered when you watch somebody beat their wife, and you went, "What good could ever come of that?" Well, I got a story for you later on the show. But you're gonna have to listen for that because I finally found the answer to what good comes from beating your wife. <laughs> yeah, there's. And hopefully, a- she's not listening. <laughs> listen, I know my wife. I know she's not listening. <laughs> Look, you know. She basically, she sends me down to the basement to do this just to get out of her hair for an hour. You know, she doesn't want to have to relive that hour later on in the shower. Oh. So, anyway, one year in and uh, still going weak, you know. Still going strong. No, I don't know. <laughs> still going weak, but either way, um, I, I, what, have you, what have you learned this year, James? What stands out? After a year of looking back... On casting the pods, what is you? What have you learned from this experience? Well, I've learned not to let you escape to the bed. <laughs> that happened one time, sir. Or at least not. Or at least changed the subject before. Yes, yes, that's what you learned. It's called a segue. <laughs> well, Dave's peeing, so let's talk about how's your plumbing at home. <laughs> Man, that was one thing. Yo, um. Well, what have you learned? Oh, man. The only thing I've learned is not to leave you on a baseball topic. <laughs> I, I have learned that when it comes to football, when it comes to boxing, when it comes to UFC, it comes to a lot of basketball, I can basically hand you the mic and I can go take a shit if I wanted to. All right? When it comes to baseball, it, it, you're like kid gloves. I got to carry you along because you, along with everybody else, it's not watching baseball anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still love the shit, but I, I know it's not the sexiest sport. 
Um, you know, it may be the fact that it's slow. Every batter has a routine. But I, I enjoy the... the uh, too much tradition and not enough meat on that bone. Listen, we, first off, we have a great tradition in baseball. If you break a record, but we don't like you, we don't acknowledge it. <laughs> we like, just write it down and keep it moving. <laughs> we just put an asterisk next to your name. <laughs> Hank Aaron's still the home run leader. <laughs> yeah, he did something, but... Yeah. 61 and 61, yep, that's still the record. Sorry, McGuire. Sorry, Bonds. So, so you don't count. That's how, that's how they look at things. Um, James, I, I've got to ask, are you swept up in the phenomenon? Have you Pokemon go to this week? <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm standing. I'm boycotting this game like the plague. Yo, it is addictive, people. I hate to talk about this on a sports show, but you can't avoid it. It is addictive. The world has become Pokemon. Pokemon is taking over. It's 1997 all over again. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, like we needed another, like we needed another reason for people to be looking down at their phones. Yeah, walking into waterways, finding bodies on the side <laughs> of riverbanks, <laughs> getting robbed. Yeah, getting <laughs> robbed. It's just come on. As a society, we are so distracted by anything. I think that's what it really comes down to. There's so much bullshit going on in the news right now. People don't care. Everybody's just like, you know what? Fucking Pokemon. Let's go. Nobody hurts, gets hurt in Pokemon, and people still find a way to get robbed. I seen my neighbor uh-huh. in their sixties. Okay, looking down at their phone while they're run, while they're walking around their yard searching for Pokemon. In their sixties. In their sixties. Okay, so first, right now, I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I feel better, but uh, I don't know. I might be taking a little further than they are. Uh, I downloaded the game for my daughter. She has played it one time. I have not put it down. <laughs> That's just I, I, I'm hashtag addicted. <laughs> I've seen people pull over in the car yeah. to catch some Pokemon. But the benefits of having children, okay? You can blame it on them. I anybody <laughs> question me, I'm like, I'm doing this for them. Be like, she wants these things. You know, I was on I was walking down, I just so happened to have the game open on the side of the road for no reason. And I saw that there was a Pikachu here, and I had to get it for my daughter. Meanwhile, she's moved on to Minecraft or whatever she's playing now. She's like, I'm done with you, Daddy. You enjoy your game. She's like, quit lying, Daddy. (laughs) Yeah, that's just crazy, but it's true, though. We have been taken over by Pokemon Go. Again. Again, yeah. Again. (laughs) Pokemon has evolved and said, I'm coming out with Pokemon 2.0. And it's taking the world Nintendo's, over Nintendo's uh, stock has risen 25% since this game came out. Billions, James. Yes. Billions. Over a stupid... Uh, I, I just... You know what? I'm I'm sure they put it out thinking it would be a, a, something that would might catch on. And there's no way they, they've, they've been able to keep up with the overwhelming response. I have, the game freezes a lot. It really does. Yeah, but they're working on it. There was an update today. Um, I mean, I've heard. <laughs> um, so the, I've had a couple stories that have, that have come out about this this, this week, and um, some of which are funny, some of which are not so funny. But um, my favorite, I think, of the stories is they've set up these things called like Pokestops, where you have to like go there to refill, 
And then there's also these battle arenas where you have to go there and train your Pokemon and, and you battle against other people. So when you're at the Pokestops, it's real quick. You swipe, you go, you move on. But these battle arenas and this training, these gyms, you're there for 15 minutes or so. They put these in very public places, whether it be a store or a church. Thinking or, that or, they can get the community together again. Yeah, so they put these in very public places. Turns out there's a dude that... Um, He's looking at his front door, and he just sees kids, like kids and 20-year-olds, hanging out in his front lawn. And, you know, he's doing the typical old man, get off my lawn! He moved into a former church. <laughs> but according to, I guess, the GPS database, it's still listed as a church, not a residence. They set up a Pokestop, or a gym, in front of his house. The kids are hanging out there all hours of the night. You know, I just my deal is is if your house becomes one of these things, just set up a permanent yard sale. That's a bus stop right there. Man. You know, just start selling stuff off your porch. Find a way to monetize it. If they're gonna be there anyway, like listen, I can't get you to go away. The game's not removing the stop. So guess what? I got cold beer. I got lemonade. I got iced tea. But he's old. <laughs> he didn't know what the hell he was getting himself into. I, I, I listen. People are going to start showing up. Hey, do you mind if we sell Girl Scout cookies here? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> he just became the new flea market of the town. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, what's anything new with you, sir? Anything new with you besides ready to, to kick people in the shins for no reason? No, no, no. Everything is everything, is everything man. Oh. Speaking of... Billions of dollars. Did you hear about UFC? Yeah, Dana White. We're going to get into that. I got a lot. UFC is something that we want to talk about in a little bit of detail today. In fact, I don't think we're going to get this in under an hour, uh, this podcast this week. I got a lot to talk about. Dana White is one of them. Uh, that that deal was phenomenal for him and the company. Yeah, we'll get into it. Thank you for pointing that out because I didn't put that in my tease. But, yeah, that's one of the things we're definitely talking about today. I, um, man, I just, whew. So much. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. I was going to discuss my fat guy problems, but we're not going to get into the fat guy problems right now because, you know, because I'm fat and I have problems. <laughs> <laughs> so um, every year, Major League Baseball decides that we're going to take a break. Okay, we're we're going to kick and back. And they nickname it the All Star Game. We're going to do the the mid season classic, the All Star Game, which to, I will say is still the best All Star game of any of the sports. Okay? Basketball is rising. Basketball is rising, but there's still the game's 200 to 200. Okay? That's not the best All-Star game in all the sports. Okay? that That's damn near the Pro Bowl. Yeah, well... You know, alright? Nobody plays defense on Baseball, a Baseball, the game was 4-2 to two last night. Okay? There was a save involved. <laughs> alright. It's uh, still the best. It's still the best. Because, really, the fundamentals of baseball is you're going to pitch the ball, you're going to hit the ball... Unless you're up to throwing underhand and throwing lollipops, no pitcher wants to be showing up. No hitter wants to be showing up. I know outfielder wants to be like, oh, he hit it right by me. Yeah, they're 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 gonna play hard no matter what because there really is only one way to play baseball if you don't want to look like an idiot, you know. And NFL and NBA have gotten to the point where they said we're happy with looking like idiots. <laughs> we're not yeah. gonna play defense. We're gonna let you know so and so go out Hell, there. And we're not even gonna feet. show up. Yeah, you got you got elected to the Pro Bowl. Nah, not going. The only time the Pro Bowl means something is when it's time to vote for all of it. It's a free trip to Hawaii. Nope. 
Thanks anyway. You're like, no, I'll buy my own. Yeah, I, you pay me enough. I can afford it. But, uh, so anyway, they had the, um, two nights ago, they had the All-Star uh, Home Run Derby. Um, one of my favorite events of All-Star Weekend. And last night was the actual game itself. Um, Home Run Derby, this is the second year of the new format where they've gone with the, the seeding, the uh, one seed, the eight seed, they pair them off, and, and they basically, whoever hits the most move on until they get to the finals. Great contest last night. Defending champion Todd Frazier from Jackson, uh, not Jackson, uh, Tom's River, New Jersey. Uh, he basically goes out there to defend his title, but loses to Giancarlo Mike Stanton. <laughs> Anybody remembers Mike Stanton? No, yeah. It's Giancarlo. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, Giancarlo Stanton did go out there. Stanton blasted 61 home runs that round. And every one of them seemed to be 450-plus. Freaking moonshots, James. That's that's a lot of hitting them off the, the the scoreboard, hitting them off the 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 top of the grandstands. I swear, at one point uh, there was a guy in the outfield. I, I, I'll show you if I still have it. I'll show you the video. I swear he got hit by the ball. And yeah, some some guy you can't see until the ball hits him in the head, and all he looks up like, "What was that?" <laughs> I, I'm still a, I'm still uh Get me the get me the jacked up people, dog. Get get me the. Get me Balco people. Balco certified. I don't know what they're doing differently. There is a chance, um, and a lot of people are saying, that the ball has changed. Okay? The Major League Baseball is rumored to have changed. Because home runs are flying out of the park back in this, like the steroid era. But steroids are now... Not Hashtag out of the game, we, we believe. All right, but the balls are flying out at an alarming rate. So they're 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 saying that there's something different with the balls. Uh, maybe they have a, um, a, a almost like a a rubberized center or something that's that's making them fly farther. But yeah, it's uh, there's something going on there. It, that is not that's that's real because I got too many people right now with 23, 24 home runs. At the All-Star break. Okay? That used to be a season in the 80s. You know, somebody, oh, they hit 25 home runs. What a, this guy had 25 home runs mid-July. And the game was a lot more exciting for it. And that's, what's, you know, that's what was going on during, the, during the, the steroid era. You had guys going into a 30 home runs at the break. Uh, this is kind of what we're seeing again. But to their credit, supposedly without the drugs. They're still juicing. They just found another test that can't uh, identify it yet. Well, that's you know what? I you hate build to say a better mousetrap, you get better mouse. Let's let's talk. About, you know, I know we're still on baseball, but let's talk about John Jones for a second. <laughs> if you get caught, it's your fault. With all the masking agents that they have out there nowadays, there's no reason to be caught for PEDs. Well, he's actually facing. A ban, oh, two year ban. It's he's done. He's done. But by the time he he faces, by the time he finishes his ban, all right, and then comes back and, and also for for, forget that he was put in jail. I mean, he was he was gone for a while to begin with. The guy's gonna come back. He's gonna be too old. Okay. By the time he comes back, he's not gonna be the John Jones that was five six years ago. No, we're just not gonna ever see that guy again. He's gonna be. He's gonna be the Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay. He yeah. was. People he's going to be Tank Abbott. People okay? forget that he was undefeated 
mm-hmm. when all this happened. He only of lost. Of course, he was doing drugs. He only lost one match, and that was to a match where he was disqualified for. Yeah, well, that was just a reference point. We'll go back to baseball for a second, but we will get back to that, all right? Uh, listen, 4-2 American League takes it. They have they have home field advantage in the uh, the the World Series because for some reason this game counts, you know. But um, one of the one of the takeaways from it, um, Eric Hosmer won the MVP, but who cares? Uh, one of the takeaways of of the game though was um, the ovation that David Ortiz got. They there was a chance they were going to leave him in to get a third at, a third at bat. But when he got that single, or when he got on base at, um, at the, se- the second at bat, they decided to send in a pinch runner for him, just so he could be taken off the field to give the crowd an opportunity to realize that he's being removed from the game, so they could do their you know their ovation that he deserves. Absolutely. I mean, Poppy, especially All Star Weekend, because he Poppy was one of those guys All Star Weekend that would show up at the home run derby whether he was in it or not and he'd have all his kids with them and he's out there he's clowning with the participants for and- a long time Poppy has made this game relevant not just the All Star game the game itself it's going to miss it you know it's going the game itself is going to miss when he I, I want to change one of your words I I don't think the word relevant is what you were looking okay. for I'm going to say fun exciting fun yeah. He he has added a a smile he to the brings, game that you're not going to forget. He adds an enthusiasm like you're looking at a grown kid. That's exactly it. Like yeah. like like he really enjoys his work. That's why when they had that video a couple weeks ago of him being pissed off, I was like, now that's worth watching <laughs> because Poppy is always known as Mister. Hey, everything's good. Come get, don't stop asking. What what what? Yeah, but I mean, can you remember? Now we gotta go back a little bit, but remember back in the days where the captain used the beer to be and chicken. Where no, the, yeah, the chicken and beer days yeah. was good. <laughs> the chicken and beer days. But you gotta remember the captain going against Poppy and uh-huh. team versus team. That was must see television yeah. right there. Yeah, and unfortunately, all the participants of that are slowly leaving us. But that being said. Um, doesn't make that you know the All Star Game um, once it's over once their break is over when the games start getting played again the first series is Boston versus New York they're gonna open right up with that uh, you know they are do you want ratings give them Boston New York so I mean we were we were talking about um, you know who's your daddy yeah there we go <laughs> there we go the who's your daddy stuff but we were we were you know just some things we were talking about the All Star Game being done. And uh, and Poppy leaving us, so good for good for baseball to be able to pull Poppy out of that game in front of the stands, let them have the ovation. I, I like when they do that. I concur, sir. I can't. I can't lie. You know, he's given I'm decades of fun to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he is one of the only people to survive past the whole, you know, the chicken and beer stage. Yeah. The, the, when the Red Sox were were not even looked at, and then the the comeback kids, the the three to one comeback, mm-hmm. you know, he's he was their linchpin for a long. And who has been more clutched than him as the years? Hey, he's still got a whole second through. half of the year to go. That's why we're 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 only at the midway point right now. 
Now, I must ask, you know, everybody always loves to talk about the awards now, and you being Mr. Baseball and all. Who's your MVP for this season right now? Well, for the first half, um, it, it's funny, too, because for the first half, when I was looking at it, 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 the easy thing is to go ahead and give like the Josh Donaldson of the world. Okay, he he's won it before and he's having a monster season right now, hitting over three hundred with twenty three home runs. But at the same time, David Ortiz, Big Poppy, is not out of the conversation. And the problem with it is, is by him putting up numbers like he is right now, he's got twenty two home runs at the All Star break. Okay, by him putting up numbers like that. He still has stuff left in the tank. Is this really the time to walk away and from the that's game? That's what everybody is saying. Is he going to? Uh, I think if if what happens is the ball, if it really comes down to the fact that um, the ball is juiced a little bit more and the, the ball is flying out of the park, Poppy might hang around another year. This might be the, oops, I'm sorry, next year. <laughs> but you know what? If that started to happen, though, Remember, they tried forever to tie his name with Falco. So, you know, now with him at the end of his career. It might be time to get out while the getting's good. Exactly. But, yeah, I, you know what? Right now, I'm going to say it's between uh, Donaldson and um, between Donaldson and, and Ortiz. You know, but uh, there's – unfortunately, it's going to be hard to say. I'm going I'm to st- stick with Donaldson right now. But by the time the year is out, it could be something different because there's a huge clump. Of players that are locked together right there. Oh, wait. Okay, let's stay with that then. Who's the Cy Young winner? Uh, there's another one. There's another one where it's lumped together. But two West Coast guys that we both know. Um, Clayton Kershaw and Madison Bumgarner. Um, these two guys are battling out. I think um, Kershaw is 11-2 and two and has a sub-2 ERA. Um Bumgarner's right with them. Another, he's got a, like a 1.97 ERA. So the, the two of them are really... I'll, I'll go with, with Kershaw. And now he's been coming back from an injury. He should be uh, starting next weekend. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll stick with Kershaw. Okay, well, who would you give honorable mention for that then? Well, honorable mention on both of those. Uh, all right, so when it comes to the MVP... Because you know somebody's going to vault. If it's going to be the, the MVP... My honorable mention right now is the Toronto Blue Jays in general. <laughs> they have enough firepower between Edward and Cachinon and um, and what's it called the the the, the kid uh, Batista when he comes back from his injury, as well as Donaldson. You know they have a squad right now. The Blue Jays they're going to be an offensive juggernaut. They just need to get their pitching in order. You know, but the, the, I, I see them going now. The That's... one thing I wanted to get to. The one wait, thing, wait, we have one more. You're giving them all the greats. you got to give them the rookie of the year. Well, the one thing I wanted to get to before we start, because, you know what, to me, this isn't even... Um, there, I, I teased in the beginning that there is going to be a time when I'm going to tell you that beating your wife is a good <laughs> thing. Okay? And here's the answer to that story. Trevor's story. All right? If Jose Reyes doesn't beat his wife... Before the season starts, Trevor Story's not starting today. <laughs> he doesn't have a job. He, um, so Reyes is going to get suspended for the first half of the season, basically. And Story steps in as, as a young kid who shows a little bit of potential. They didn't, he, he had a good bat, but they didn't think his uh, fielding was enough. But 
I think he hit seven home runs in the spring training. And they basically said, yeah, we can't really quite let this kid walk away. So with Ray is going to get suspended, they said, all right, Trevor, you go ahead. We'll let you, um, we'll let you have the first crack at shortstop. Um, 23 home runs later, <laughs> something like that. He's, he's, like, he's on, he's on a tear. Oh, they sent Jose Packin. <laughs> they basically did what his wife did. They said, all right, so, so he's been dumped by his wife and his team all in the same year. He's having a hell of a year. But you know what, though? He's back with the Mets. And uh, Ray has popped two home runs right before the All-Star break. Uh, only played about a week, so maybe it's a, a good story all around. But Trevor's story. Is uh is, is my um, that's your answer for today? That's my answer of the day because I don't I think he's gonna actually win the rookie of the year, and at the same time, he will be the kind of person where they'll never ask him to do a non-domestic abuse ad because well that's how I got here. <laughs> I got my career thanks to somebody abusing domestically. <laughs> that's a shame. All right. In, in no way do these views uh, uh, that are expressed here are they the views of the Weekly D Podcast. But if you feel like writing your hate mail, you can send us an email at weeklydpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know just how full of shit I am. Thank you. I'm sure they will, too. <laughs> yeah, I get enough hate mail. That's fine. Usually it's from bill collectors, but at this time, if you want to... Pay your bill, bitch! Pay your bill! <laughs> you can't repo that car. I got rid of that car. Right now, let's get to a, another sport where other people, well, basically the world has not moved away from. Let's get to the UFC. Yes, it's about time we need some fighting. Now it's on the move, by the way. Uh huh. Dana White has sold a ragtag, second-rate divisional sport that he bought for two million dollars. Into a massive conglomerate that he sold for four billion. Mm-hmm. Now that's called <laughs> flipping a house, right there. That's called making it work for you. But you know what, though, that's not the best part. That's I mean, while those numbers are impressive, the real kicker is how he freaking negotiated his way to not only sell it for four billion dollars, but to maintain a yearly paycheck on top of the sale money. And guess what? His yearly paycheck is more than he bought the company for. He's got my he's got my vote for the US Treasury right there. He needs to be working for the government. The, you, exactly, exactly. Dana White needs to be our, our, our United States government negotiator with these countries. <laughs> Boy, that, that was a sick deal that he got that he got for that thing. Um, but I will say there's one thing that I learned from UFC two hundred that I'm going to tell you. That WWE, boxing, everybody is going to get on notice. But live streaming the fights on Facebook is going to cut into their pay-per-view values. And eventually they're going to have to find a way to cut that out. Because they had people... um, My wife put her foot down and said, No, you are not buying this pay-per-view. We're not going to spend the $60. And I get it. You know, Trust me, I get it. But I still wanted to watch the fights. <laughs> so uh, I found enough users that were willing to break user agreements on Facebook and live stream uh, their live video of the fight. Um, yeah, and I, and I got to see the entire UFC pay-per-view uh, via pirating. 
Please send your hate mail to <laughs> Dave Drysnitching at gmail. Well, listen. First off, these things are out there for public consumption, and you're going to watch it. You know, if if it's put in front of your face, it's going to be hard to look away. Um, at the same time, while yes, I'm not part of the solution by me watching the uh, the stream, I don't consider myself the worst person within the chain of events. Yeah. All right. The yeah. person videotaping and I'm just the, broadcasting. I'm just the helpless third party. Yeah. Gotcha. I wasn't raping the chick. I just wasn't the guy <laughs> calling the cops. That's all. Yeah, she was hot. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Can we edit that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say, uh, nope, that's what happens when you live stream. Well, that, that went to a wrong level. <laughs> that's what happens when you live stream. But that being said, what a bullshit pay-per-view. I, I, I mean, listen, it just, it didn't live up to my expectations. The Jaeger-Aldo fight was good. Yes, that was that was good. The the, the other one, the Silva versus Cormier, uh, unwatchable. I, I know he only had two days to prepare for the fight. I'm about to say, you can't, you I, got I get no, it. No, look, there's, there's a such thing called moral victory, but yeah. But I, Silva, think, what hap- I think what happens is, okay, I, I was so wanting to see Cormier versus Jones that any other opponent wasn't going to live up to the height, even Spider. It just I, I it just it wasn't and, gonna happen. I mean you gotta give props to Cormier. He came to fight. He said, yeah. look, I ain't taking it easy on nobody. Somebody only had two days to prepare. Yeah, and Silva pretty much went into that fight blinded. Yeah. Uh my favorite and the other one, Brock Lesnar versus Tate. Uh Hunt. Which I will say, I was surprised with that one. I, I was not. Because as much as everybody talks about the power of, of Hunt and how he's basically a one-punch finisher, okay, I can see the power. And there was actually a time where he clocked Lesnar and Lesnar kind of went back and looked a little dazed, but he finished him off. But Lesnar, while he doesn't have your typical athletic body, he's a beast. It's like wrestling your refrigerator. He's no. a monster. <laughs> And the hunt, it just didn't look like he came out in the best of shape. He was kind of round around the middle. And I, I am I am glad on the simple fact that Brock decided to take this fight. It granted, looked like a cupcake fight, though. Granted, it wasn't a fight, but think about the last fight that you've seen Brock on. Mm-hmm. The last UFC fight, he didn't leave on the best of terms. The last fight, it looked like the monster was finally tamed. Now he comes back, and he looked focused. He looked determined, and yeah, you know, he was watching out for the one, the one hitter quitter from yeah. from Mr. Hunt. But it was still like, you know, he seemed more dedicated. Now let's get a, a rematch with Cain Velasquez. We even know he's a hell of a fighter. Let's let's get that together. You know, you can market that. I also like this the would fact be part that, three actually. I also like the fact that the UFC and the WWE kind of partnered on it yeah. because they were actually running WWE promos in the UFC event because it's kind of like, hey, look, we're sharing this athlete. Pretty Let's go much. ahead and cross-share our promotions also. And uh, it's, it's brilliant on both ends. Vince That's McMahon, Dana White. Vince McMahon That's Dana, Dana White. White Don't tell I you. swear they went to the same school of thought because the two of them have such a, a mind for marketing that it, it's just it's unparalleled. It's great the way that the two of those guys are together. Um... In fact, that would be scary if they ever combined those two. 
Can you imagine if they made like a big federation like that? And I mean, this isn't their first time because remember, Shamrock came yep. and went over. And oh, there's they... been a lot of cross sharing. Yeah, I get that. I get that part. There's been a lot of that. Um, I, I think Brock was probably the most successful of the bunch between them. But um, now, first off, the other fight of the night, Misha Tate. No, wait, that was the porn character, Misha Tate. Uh, Misha Tate. Uh, going ahead and, and fighting uh, Nunez, Christina Nunez. I never heard of her, okay, before the fight. But I will tell you one thing. I was rooting my ass off for her because, I, first off, I, I cannot stand Tate to begin with. And the fact that I want Ronda Rousey to have another shot at the title. Ronda was getting another shot at the title. But Tate wasn't going to give it to her right away. And you got to remember, neither was really, neither was Holmes. Because... I mean, well, no. First off, Tate and Beat Rousey Holmes. have what a a three three match history, and and Ronda was three and zero. Oh, okay, and then Rousey dissed her because um, when the, Tate was the number one contender, and Rousey said he ended up fighting uh, Holly Holm instead, and she goes, well, "What do I have to fight Misha Tate for? What, what else? What else do I have to prove against her?" Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I now Tate. Now she has the belt. Why do I have to fight Ronda Rousey? What else do I have to prove against her? Uh, you might need to prove that you got it. You can beat her. Doesn't matter if I can beat her. If I can beat the other girl who could beat her, I still have the belt. I, you know, shit. But you can't. But see, that's one thing. That's the best thing about UFC that boxing doesn't have. They force them. They force them to fight. If you're the number one contender, it may not be your next fight. Yeah. But you're going to see this person. Yeah, I think it's within a certain time period. That they have to, they have to battle somebody else out. But yeah, it's that's crazy, you know. And that that was one of the things that killed boxing is you could kind of dodge this person or go around this person. Yeah, and, that's one of the things. And then you drag. Yeah, I'm not saying that's the only thing. That's one of the. Things. But that was one of the things that pulling down the. Sport. Well, I'll tell you the biggest thing that pulled out boxing. Duncan. <laughs> there was no heavyweights. Uh-oh. The, the, the boxing lives and dies by the heavyweight. Yes, it does. Everybody wants to see the heavyweight. Yes, it does. Everybody loves the underdog, but you want to see the big boys go at. And and when the, when the two biggest heavyweight names are Klitschko and Klitschko, yes. and they don't want to fight each other, well, then guess what? You're not going to – the sport died. I don't know. <laughs> they said the one had a glass jaw. Well, yeah, uh, Vladimir. But at the same time, you, you had nobody else who could beat him. Mm. <laughs> it's a shame, but – all right. First off, over the next few weeks, there's going to be a lot of NFL news coming out as OTAs get started. All right? But I want to make one little small touch on the NFL for this week, only because it's really good news, James. Football is back. Somebody said no to Tom Brady. <laughs> the, courts, uh, the, the, the court came out and basically they denied his appeal claim. It's about damn time. Now, but he, you know what? If he wants to pursue it, he's got to go up to the U.S. Supreme Court. And don't get it twisted. He just may go there. But that is just a waste of our time. Why are we... Why should something as dumb as that shit get put up to the U.S. Supreme Court? Now, they should be dealing with the all lives matter crap. You know, Let you, them deal with that stuff. You know how I feel about this one. I am not a Tom Brady or the Patriots hater. However, it is clearly evident that they let the Patriots get away with certain things that the rest of the league could not. You think? Let's just (laughs) say 
let's just say if this was old New Orleans, uh-huh. they came down with the hammer on New Orleans when it was suspected. Yeah. Yeah. That they was doing the to bounty To this game. day, everybody in New Orleans still calls Roger Goodell Katrina. Yeah, absolutely. He came down with the the fury of God. He took he took their coach, their their coach Sean Payton, away from the team for a whole year. Yeah, no contact, no nothing. But you take a ten game suspension that you let it down to four, and then you can't hold it into that one. And now you know all that. Everybody's so sick and tired of that. Because story. it was Tom Brady, okay? If it was Isaiah Crowell, he'd be in, he'd be in jail right now. Absolutely. Speaking of that, he, he's an asshole. <laughs> I, I just saw the thing. I, I'm not. Some things we don't discuss here on the on the on the sports bet. Really, you know, there's, we don't talk about that, but. That's crazy. All right. Um, now, what we what we have all been wanting to talk about, okay? The NBA for a a, a for a league that is finished this year. You know, Ugh. they're having the greatest off season in NBA history. They couldn't have asked for a better off season because you had two perennial Hall of Fames for Hall of Famers on the move. Perennial Hall of Famers? Yes. You mean short shot Hall of Famers? Okay. You're not going to get to the Hall of Fame every year. <laughs> I don't know. Playing these two, they these just two might. might. <laughs> you're, you're right. Though. You got you got KD going to GSW <laughs> and leaving RW by himself. Well, well wait, 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 wait. You got KD going to GSW and leaving RW back in OKC. Can I buy a vowel? What the hell is this? Right. That? Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Right now controls the team, and we may see this carry into this year because of he's a restricted free agent now. Yeah. So they're gonna have to do something to try to keep him. Yeah, well, they've already gotten rid of uh, you know they already got rid of Ibaka. Okay, now they get rid of uh, well, that KD walks. KD yeah. walked. Uh, Harden was the one that was gone. Hard, yeah, Harden left a, a couple years back. Yeah, so Now Ibaka left too? Yeah, Ibaka's gone. They did that for salary cap space so they could possibly sign Dunk uh Duncan uh Durant. <sighs> you know, because basically they just I uh, they 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 felt that their That's a mess. that their center wasn't uh Cantor wasn't getting enough time. Yeah, so that's got, a mess. So they got rid of Ibaka to, to yeah, it's Oh, forgive me. Enjoy your rental, Oklahoma City, of Russell Westbrook this year because yeah, yeah. he'll be wearing he'll be out in L.A. next <laughs> next year. It's a shame. And then you brought you kind of rumored to it that you know Tim Duncan went went about his separate ways. He retired. Yeah. After nineteen seasons. See, I, after not missing the playoffs once. Yeah. After five championships. Yeah, Duncan was. All right, we're we're gonna get into Duncan's legacy because uh, I I will say one thing right now. Um, we may not have fully appreciated him while he was playing, but I think history is going to do Tim Duncan very well. You know, he's gonna go down as somebody. Um, I I will say there's a lot of people who's he's very easily the greatest forward who ever played the game. Okay. There's going to be a chance where he's going to be in some conversations for the greatest big man who ever played in the NBA. And that puts him with some names that are on probably the Mount Rushmore um, of the NBA. So I, I will say 
he's definitely the leader at his position for Mount Rushmore of the NBA. I will say he was the biggest game changer. Uh, he's he's been think a, about it. Think he, about it. He think about who was rocking the Spurs before Tim Duncan. Yeah, no you're right. one. You're right. After Tim Duncan, I mean, look, you got Greg Popovich. You got all of who I is not to, the easiest coach to play for. You know, and you basically had your superstar go. Give it to me straight, Pop. Let's roll with this. Yeah. You can't, like I said, there is no denying this man's greatness. And one of the things I, I've got to point out is just the difference in attitudes, okay? Um, we knew going into the NBA season that this was going to be Kobe's last year. And Kobe basically, he everywhere he went, he got showered with gifts and he got his little ego stroked and, you know, he let out some jizz juice all over town, you know, like he's in Colorado. But, uh, Mamba out. <laughs> And then Duncan was basically, he, he quietly, just like his whole career, quiet, kept his head down, great work ethic, and when it's all said and done, he said, um, thank you for the years, I'm, I'm out. And I respect the hell out of the way Duncan did it. Because like he said, and like, all, like he always did, I'm not going to pull away from my team. I'm not going to take the whole the coming out party. and yeah. I'm, a, I'm already an ambassador to the game. I already got paid. You know, you already thanked me and my teammates and all. It's not about me. It's about the team. Just let me disappear. He doesn't I need to fade put up, away into the darkness. Let me disappear. He doesn't need his team to force him to put up 60 points in the final game. To, you know, to solidify stats. Yeah. Absolute class the way he did it. He didn't hold on saying, oh, well, no, I could still be. Because, listen, you got to remember, Duncan's numbers were still right there with the best. You know, he didn't necessarily have to retire, but he said, if I'm not the best at what I do, I'm going. Before we finish up this Duncan and Kobe thing, there's a couple NBA notes that I want to touch on um, because I want to come back to that because um, we got more meat on that bone. But real quick, um, First, we all know the Draymond Green situation, um, the assault. What, what do you know about that? I know about that. This bullshit. I think it's more or less the only. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> the only reason that this is news with Draymond Green is that his name still holds weight. You know, what I mean, he's he's, a, he's one he's of the best players in the NBA. NBA All Star right now. Yeah, and it was a come on. You could tell that it, there was nothing on that bone when. His uh, bail was like $200. It was like, are you serious? You know, they was like, look, get out of here. We only just got to make the papers because of your name. That's nothing. How about uh, uh, James Harden re-upping down in Houston? That's called straight cash, homie. <laughs> Four years, $118 million. That's called straight cash, homie. That is about just almost $40 million per year. So, but let me ask you a question, though. He is getting paid. James Harden. Is he worth $118 million? Yes. Do you, see, when I look at James Harden, I see a lot of Carmelo Anthony. A scorer. Not a basketball player. A scorer. That's what I see in James Harden. Now, am I wrong? Yeah. Only to the simple fact that that's what it is. It's not necessarily what you're paying. You're paying. I him never for, see him go back and play defense. You're paying him for individuality. You want him to score. You know, you're you're selling. Come to the Rockets and see James Harden play. Uh, okay, that's what you're selling. So he's a name. He's a face. He's a mar yes. he's somebody you can put on the marquee. 
I, I get that part, okay? And trust me, that's a huge part of the industry. But I, I, I just I look at that number and I say, you know what? You're giving him 118. What happens when a real star comes out and looking for a contract? You don't have it to give him, so he's gone. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy. Uh, all right. Speaking of packing things up and moving, and contracts that didn't happen, D Wade is going is not going to finish his career with the Miami Heat, which is surprising. Yeah, to say the least. But I mean, listen, the Bulls they had to replace uh, Rose. You know who left? You know what? You know what? I'm. I agree with what Dwayne Wade did. I'm sorry. Like I said, yeah, he made a name in Miami. Mm -hmm. Yes, we all know that. He played for Miami. He's given his heart, his soul, his body for Miami. Miami cannot say anything. He goes back to the Shaq years. Yeah, (laughs) because of when they did that trade for the super team and all, when they brought LeBron Mm -hmm. and they brought Chris Bosh and all, Dwayne took a pay cut. Dwayne said, all right, let me put my ego in check and bring you other two here. So that was all Dwayne Wade, too. And the funny thing was, not only did he get himself a championship, but it wasn't like he was somebody who was starting for a championship because he already had yeah, one. Yeah, he, he already had one. So he made his name, he made his championship, and now you've been telling him all his life, take these cuts, take these cuts, take these cuts. And even when you were going to get ready to do this deal, you were trying to get him to take less money. He yeah. said, no, this might be my last paycheck. Yep. Pay me. Yeah, he said, I, I finally, I've earned this. This is my time. I agree with you. I'm going to have my Kobe moment. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. He but, gave the team everything. But I will say one thing, though. I agree with the team's move. Because as much as as much as much he has done for the city, if you were to give him that contract, you're not paying him for the man he is. You're, you're paying, paying him, him for, for the, the man, man he was. was. And I, I get that. But you have to remember... He's not going to be the man he's that he is, that he was ever again, and you have to start learning how to build for the future. So you know what you just did? You just put yourself in a catch twenty-two. You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. So when you were winning the championships, you were selling him to take less money. We'll bring you some talent, and we'll win some games. And it worked. And it worked. But now, when this guy says, well, where was all that nice stuff that you was promising me? Where is it at? Oh, well, we used you up. Now you have to really take less money. No. But you know what? That's business. It is very much. That's business. So what's saying that is you have to get as much as you possibly can while you can because of when you're not not that razor-sharp, talent-wise guy that you once were, they're ready to throw you out. So why not get it? But I will tell you this. I like the move where he went. Okay? Because with the the absence of Derrick Rose going to New York, he steps right in. He's opening day starter at point, not two. Uh, Isn't he from Chicago? I I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yes, he is. I I mean, Jimmy Butler's still there to play the two. He'll probably play the one. Um, You still have talent. Uh, You have Noah there. Taj Gibson. The Bulls are not a, a, a shit team. The Bulls will make the playoffs. Yeah. The only problem is, is you trade one guy with bad knees for another guy with bad knees. Yeah. Well, and listen, if you ask the Knicks right now, the Knicks think they're going to they're going all the way. 
The Knicks think they're going all the Until way. Until that fans. 20th game and Derrick Rose goes down. Well, and everybody else that they picked up, you know, old asses falling on their face. But the, right. Knicks, but the Knicks will stay relevant. They might be the eighth seed. I'm looking for them to be the eighth seed, possibly the ninth. You know, right there on the cusp of the playoffs and all. So, you're a league superstar. Dario Zurich. 76ers uh, draft pick from a couple years ago has finally announced he's ready to come to the NBA. And the Sixers own his rights. Who? <laughs> Who? I'll show you some video later. <laughs> Who? Well, I, I kept saying that we have too many big men. We need a guard. Here's our guard. Okay? Here is our, uh, what's, what's his face? Rubio. Our, our Ricky Rubio coming over right now. But I don't know. I mean, you, they've been saying that Ben Simmons has, uh, they've been talking about his passing game. He can run the point. Like he can be your, he can be your number one slash number three. I get it, but when the N- when this the NBA is not ready for a seven footer at two guard yet, or, or at one guard because they already have a two. They already seven. have a two that's seven foot. <laughs> I was going to get you. Yeah, at one they don't have, they don't have a seven foot point guard as far as I know yet. Um, we will look that up um, if they do have one. Uh, he, I believe he's playing for um, Milwaukee. I think he might be a buck. I gotta look that up. I think they might have a seven foot point guard, um, but at the same time, he's coming over to the NBA to the 76ers, who I guess this year had decided, hey, I think we're done sucking. I'm about to say you tank for so long, you should have you should have reserves uh, reserves for your reserves. So, but the thing is, is they have too many big men, and like they announced today, one of them's gonna have to go. So, you know, you got to get as much as you can for that. I, I have a feeling it's probably going to end up being um, New Orleans Noel. Um, I, I really hope it's not Embiid because I hear Embiid is actually a freaking stud. If you could ever get him healthy. Um, Okafor, as much as I love what he brought to the table his rookie year, um, he's got had some off-the-field troubles too. So as far as I'm concerned, he can go. But just one. <laughs> just get rid of one and bring me in a two-guard. I need a two-guard. And then the Sixers would be something to well, talk about. that might be your trade right there. I mean, y'all did pick up Ish Smith, you know. Yeah, yeah. well, he plays the one. So he plays the this one. This guy Sarge is going to come over. He's going to be like a one, two, you know, back and forth between that. You know, that. you still got Simmons now, and then he was the number one pick, and you're going to ride him. Simmons, they're saying, going to be the next KG. Yeah, you're going to sell jerseys for him, and you're going to try to ride him. And then you got Okafor and uh, Embiid, if you can ever get him and on Noel, the field. So uh, Robert no, Covington Jr. Yeah, so third. you had, like I said, you have a team. Not to mention, we haven't even talked about putting this uh, foreigner over into the mix where yeah. he could be this one. So you've got a stacked team. All right, so I, they played this game on uh, the, the on the the uh, master network of Espen, okay? And, and I want to play this game with you. All right, if you are starting a, a franchise all over, Okay, it's draft day. You have both Duncan and Kobe on the board. Who are you building your franchise around? I'm building my franchise with with Duncan, but that's not going to be how it seems. Everybody's going to say Kobe. Granted, because of Kobe's the more flashy player. He's the one who's shooting outside. He's the one who's slashing to the basket. But if you take both of their careers. They both have five rings. 
You can't go wrong with either one. That's why it's a nice game because it's very comparable. The two, uh, the two. Yes, items. the two had very comparable years. They uh, careers. You had very one, different styles, but yes, you had one. They were both uh, changed their franchises' outcomes. Yeah, a whole a great deal. They both, and you know, they both needed each other. If you had a chance to get both of these people, you'd have one serious franchise. Yes, you would. It's yes, because you would. of, you. both of them needed that other one. Like, Kobe was great, but Kobe needed Shaq to get his titles. Yes. And Duncan was great, but it was the slashing of Parker and Ginobili that... Mm-hmm. Help Duncan get his. I will say, um, as much as I love the, the the two of them, I think I would probably start with Duncan also, because I'm also one of those guys. I feel that the big man is hard to. A big man's always gonna be my center. That's why I said I would start with Duncan. It, it's it's hard to find a big man. You can find a guard, uh, and it, I'm not gonna say I'm not lumping Kobe in as a jack. Kobe's not just another guy. That's not it. He is not just a guard. He is somebody that can, um, that, that, that was probably one of the he, pinnacle. He position. is the black mama. Talk about clutch shot, last minute shot. Who do you want the ball? Who do you want to have the ball? What it comes down to is when you got the Mount Rushmore of your positions, Tim Duncan's the leader in his. Kobe's not the leader in his. Hey, hey, it is what it is. Like I said, but. Some people take, might argue that, but I'm, I would take Duncan because, come on, the versatility of Duncan yeah. was incredible. Hey, there, there was a, the guy played, what, 19 years? Call a man meek, call a man mild-mannered, but Popovich, for one, was the, is the best coach you've ever seen. Yeah. All right. And not to mention, he's won his titles, but each one of his titles, if you go back and look, he won it in a different way. And with saying that is that meant Duncan had to change the team and change the team. And then guess what? Change the team. You know, and not to mention is usually when a coach don't like something or when a coach brings something that you don't like, you go, oh, no, I don't like that. I'm not going to play with that. We all know about what uh, it's very documented what Shaq and Kobe went through. Where was that with Tim Duncan? You never saw. No, and Tim Duncan is one of those guys that just he just always seems to be there in the middle, and he, you never talk about, him, you never hear from him, and then all of a sudden he's got another ring. Yep, it's like, but and, and even right. in celebration, you saw Parker holding it, you saw uh, Ginobili holding the title. What did Tim Duncan do? I'm just gonna go home and put it back on my, put it on my mantle. That was it. Man, that's what he was, my mantle. <laughs> that was Tim Duncan. The man. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to tell you that it's, it is uh, Tim. Thanks for the memories. I really, you know, you were the man. I was upset when you beat Patrick Ewing in the Knicks for your first championship. But there's no denying your excellence, man. Going to be sad to see you go next year. Yeah, Tim Duncan will be missed. I, I will, I will say that. Uh, and the sad part is, is he'll be missed. Around a bunch of people who never really watched him because he didn't care about him until he got to the finals. <laughs> but he was always there. Yes, he was. So, James, if somebody wants to get a hold of us, how do they get a hold of us? Well, they can email us on our Facebook, our weekly D at gmail, our weekly D podcast at gmail.com. 
or check out our Facebook page, Weekly uh, Weekly Dose of Diarrhea. Um, listen, just send us a message if you have anything you want to hear. Um, we're willing to fight with you, even if you want to tell us just how terrible we are. You know what? We've been terrible for a year, and only we'll probably be for another year. So, <laughs> For the Weekly Dose of Diarrhea presents the Fat, Fat Bass Sports, Sports Report. Report. This is Dave. And James. And I wish you guys happy sporting. Enjoy this shitty-ass week and more See sports you next, next week. <laughs>